All right, welcome back. Youngsters episode 27, and I'm pretty excited. I have acquired an item that's Pittsburgh lore, Pittsburgh memorabilia, and I didn't show it to either of these two guys yet, but I want to get the reaction right out of here. Look at this thing right here. Can of icy light. All right, nothing too special about it. We turn it around, and look what it has on it. It's David Bednar and his wife. Oh, God. And you know what this is? <laughs> it's from their actual wedding. Like, oh, this is from David Bednar's actual wedding. So I will not be drinking this. I will not be opening it. But I think it's one of the cooler items I have in my inventory. Probably the coolest item I have in my inventory. How'd you score so. that? My dad got him because he knows uh, one of the guys that went to the wedding. So he brought this. for. That's pretty cool. Like, who knows? David Bednar might have, like, spit on it or something, you know? I have an all-star pitcher's can of beer in my house. That's that's pretty cool. That's so I won't be saying, opening that's it. That's not saying much. Jeff Locke was an all-star. Yeah, I'm but just, this guy's like saying. this guy's a Yinzer though. Like he, he's a Yinzer all-star. Yeah. So that's right, pretty cool. All right. Fair enough. But anyway, now that I got that off, how are you guys doing? What's what's new? Anything? You, you know, I'm gonna start this off. Dan went to the casino last night. Uh-huh. Spur of the moment trip, you know. Tables, it wasn't getting a good vibe, you know, not getting a good vibe, sat down, playing about even, you know, whatever. Just as I'm hitting a hot streak, guess what happens? And this is fishy to me, you know. Did, uh, did an, an old Filipino guy sit down? No. <laughs> the card machine jams. Oh, I've never had that. I've never seen it before. Ten minute delay. It was the equivalent. It was the football equivalent of icing the yeah. kicker. Mojo was just out the door. You know, it was crazy to see the two cards they pulled out were actually torn. It actually like, mm -hmm. got jammed up in there. So the guy had to, you know, the, I don't even know, maybe above the pit boss, I'm not sure, had to come in, you know, show the two cards, put the new ones in the deck. They had to reload the whole deck, you know, just iced out. And then, you know, it was shambles the rest of the time for me. So I was mental. When they went and changed everything out, did they put six new decks into the machine? Yeah, okay. That would make sense then. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I've, the only thing that I've had crazy happen to me was the first time I was ever there. I was 21. Uh, and it was like a week after my 21st birthday. I went down with Bruno. Beard was there. And somebody else. I can't remember. There was always, there were always four of us rolled down there. And uh, I sat down at Blackjack. But I didn't know playing out of a shoe. You know what a shoe is? So it's where they like you could actually see the cards. Like the card cut. actually slides. Yeah. Well, well, you got the machine, and it's that gray machine. They put the cards into yeah. the shoe. Yeah. They don't. So you see all six decks. Well, what yeah, happened was coming down. Right? Yeah, yeah. So what happened was the guy. Whenever you're finished with a shoe, they put it into the table, and it automatically shuffles them up and everything. Well, he went to take them out, and they went all over the place. So <laughs> the, he 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 was cool. Um, he, he was a nice gentleman. And we were killing it. I was killing it that night. I was doubling hard 12s and stuff because I didn't know. I, now I As know. As you would. Um, yeah. But I was killing it. And I was up like $200, $300. And then, then he's like, hey, talk to the pit boss. He's like, can I just hand shuffle these? It'll be faster. And he's sitting there just like Vegas, you know, casino style shuffling them, you know, everything. And I killed it on that shoe. I think I went up another 200 bucks just on that shoe. I was killing it. So that's the that's the craziest thing, like malfunction I've ever seen. But I've never seen one of them automatic dealers jam. Yeah, wow. Yeah, it, it was like the two cards. I think it was like a nine and a two were both just torn torn almost in half. And I was like, 
you know, I've never seen this before. It was like ice in the kicker. I was just, yeah. you know, the 10 minute delay and, you know, you're sitting there waiting. I was just, you know, the dealer then it was like something insane. You know, Nicole was with me, you know, she wanted to go down. I was like, all right, you know, I'll go down. You know, they flipped and it was like they had 12 and they just kept flipping and ended up hitting 21 off of like three cards. Like it just yeah. kept hitting it. One of those times where it's like, all right, you know, just not my night. Had to pack it up, you know, head home. It wasn't down bad or anything, but just just the fact that that happened where, when, you know, when I was playing, I've never seen that before. It was pretty, it was pretty cool to see the process of them, like, you mm-hmm. know, having to draw yeah. that, though. No, pretty cool. So I've seen them refelt tables. Like, they'll, they'll shut that table down, like, if especially in the smoker section. Hey, if you smoke, whatever, if that's your thing. And uh, there'll be cigarette burns in, in old felt. So I've seen them refelt them off to the side and stuff like that. But, yeah, no, no – uh you know mechanical malfunction like that that's that's pretty wild but i have realized mots and, t- and take this uh, to the bank with you if something like that happens i and i don't care like how long it takes for them to fix that whatever you color up right then and there and you walk away because that's just that's just t- something's telling you not to yeah you could tell like the serious players because there was a couple at the table this this kid next to me he, i don't know he probably our age maybe a little younger he was just throwing hundreds down you know he was he was like putting 15 bucks on you know 20 yeah. you know 13 yeah. all that as soon as that happened he's like looking around him and this other guy you know they're at the opposite end. you could tell who's like the people that are down there a lot they immediately pulled their stuff and they were getting a little antsy you know yeah. Good tell, yeah. So when you're when and I don't know if it's mental and it, you probably it, it has no bearing on if you're going to win the rest of the night or not. But oh, just yeah, that not. that little you know uh, mishap in in your vibe and your feng shui is off. Then it, it just doesn't feel right. That's when you just color up and you leave. You take your money and run. And and yeah. honestly, you're not going to be down too bad. Even if you were down, let's say fifty bucks at that point, you still put your money. Yay! I want color up, please. I, I I'm well, I'm out of here. Exactly what I did. I played a couple $25 hands, got it back up. I think I was down like 40, you know, and I was like, all right, I'm yeah. chalking it, calling it a night. Cause like you said, you know, this is, this is no way shape formally to any sports we're talking about. Like the night we went down there, you know, for your birthday, mm-hmm. we were in a zone at yeah. that table. You know, it was, we were locked in. And then there's times where as weird as it is to say you're at the table and it just doesn't feel right. And that was, that's what it was last night. I just, you know, just some bad luck that that happening. I was like, "Yep, cutting the losses, heading out." So yeah. is the river is cursed. No, you, they're, they're leaking. The roof's leaking. Refrigerant. <laughs> the card holders can't distribute right. They're ripping them out. I think it's cursed. You know, bad yeah, beat. It gets built on top of like an Indian burial ground or something, huh? No, we're the pirates. Maybe. Eh, that's probably buried deep, deep down there. But no, I like the rivers. I do. I know a lot of people rag on the rivers. Um, no free plugs, but I don't care. Uh, I know they don't <laughs> comp when you're playing, so that kind of sucks because I went up to the Meadows. This would have been four years ago, five years ago now, if not maybe a little longer. And I was playing blackjack, and a lady was walking around, and I was like, she's like, drinks, drinks. I was like, oh, it's my birthday. She's like, okay, well, you get a free drink anyway if you're playing. I'm like, really? She's like, yeah, we comp here. So that that's one of the pluses. Like, if you are a drinker and you want to drink for free, as long as you're playing up there, they'll comp you. So I got a couple free beers that night. But I don't go to, to drink anymore. I, yeah. When I'm going to gamble, I kind of want to be clear mind and, and and just play and, you know, try try to beat the house. And you never do. But 
as long as you come out on top or close to even, yeah. that's a win. It's all business. We make money when we go down. We're not there to, you know, booze it up, like you said, lose money acting like an idiot. We're down there. It's, you know, the youngsters, you know, we park on what level? Seven. Four or seven. And we we roll in. Dan, you got your song. I we're do. Down. I do. You got your pregame ritual. You know, we're locked. In. We don't got time for the. What song is it? It's White Walls by Macklemore. <laughs> <laughs> don't ask me why. Me, years ago, see, we're going off on a, off the rails a little bit here. It's all right. Uh, years ago, yeah. Bruno and I would go down in a lot. I mean, like two to three times a week. We'd be down there at five in the morning playing $5 hands and stuff. <laughs> and we were going down. He's like, hey, last time I was down here, I was listening to this song, and it's like my casino song. So, and he puts it on. I was like, you know what? I'm listening to it every time before I come down here. And anytime I don't, I lose. Anytime I do listen, even if I win 10 bucks, I'm still winning. So, yeah, that's true. It, it's 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 one of my things. And, like, you'll see me when I, when I dress to go there. I get ready whenever I'm in my house. I'll put my earrings in. And then I always have to wear a certain chain when I get down there. And I, I don't know. I just feel like it's it's like good luck charms kind of. Like you get them ladies at Bingo. They got their little knickknacks out, you know. So it, it's kind of the same dolls. thing. Yeah, yeah, it's kind of the same thing. They got their little stamper that they only yeah. use for certain cards. Yep. Yeah. I went down there and I was like, you know, this does the, it doesn't feel right. Dan's not the table. He's not here. We're not locked in. The vibes are off. So I don't know if it's going to have to be like a youngsters thing going to the casino from now on. But. You know, you get the you get the crew that has the mojo going. Yeah. That's yeah. that's the other thing. When I would go with Bruno, it wasn't just hey, somebody to go cuz Beard would come with us too. I'd always ask Beard to come, so Beard would come down with us too. And uh it was just good people to be around and when you're going and risking money, so to say, it was just something fun to have good company with you and have a good vibe with you. And then even if you if I did lose, if it, if somehow I would come out down bad which happened once or twice it's happened you got good company around you to kind of pick you up but to me when i'm going to risk money like that i'm never going to be down bad because i'm taking money that i'm okay losing maybe i would spend it on something stupid but to me i can go down and try and double it or you know win a little bit of money or just have fun you know be out be out of the house and to me that's more fun than just you know spending on something stupid i guess no, and I like the part of it too is like you know we're at a table like when we were there. There's always characters there. Like you know we were playing. Dan's on one end. I'm on the other. You know we're having a good old time. This old dude comes in, shuffles in. He's throwing money on the table. We were hitting a hot streak. We're all winning. He's throwing up fist bumps. I missed the first couple because I was laser focused. Left and eventually, and this is where the luck changed. I'm like, all right, this guy, I, you know. For those of you that don't know, Ryan and I both play in a bocce league in the summer. So, you know, athletes, right? You know, <laughs> yeah. it's a game of school, right? It Pick does. up basketball and bocce. That's what happens when you get older. I'm like, this dude is 100% an old Italian that has played bocce at some point in his life. And I'm like, sir, I need you, I need you to answer this question. Have you ever played bocce before? Nah. I'm like, oh, well, quick. shit. Real quick. He, he, he gave me a little bit of, you know, it's a little bit of guff little back. Guff. And I, I was like, all right, you know, I totally misread that one. You know, I'm never going to be a criminal profiler or anything like that. I was just way off. Vibes changed. You know, he was a little apprehensive after that, you know. But, you know, the characters down there are just, it's just wild. Just a people watch down there, too. I love doing that. Yeah, that's like worth the free admission right there. Like just seeing the people around, you know. Yeah, there's some memes there. I'm a people watcher. 
I was playing one time. See, now you got me off the rails here. I apologize. Just reel me back in if you need me. But uh, we're sitting there playing uh, blackjack <laughs> and, and uh, having a good time. It was me, Bruno. Beard was there. Caleb might have been there that time. There, We almost had a whole table. There was like six of us. And uh, I hear all this commotion over by the craps tables, which is another fun game to play. But uh, it's very confusing. You got to pay attention. But I hear, all, I hear all this commotion. Get, yeah, I will. <laughs> but uh, I look over and there's this bald guy just screaming at everybody. I'm like, okay. And I lock eyes with him. And that was the worst thing I could have done because he starts motherfucking me. But I'm like, me, he's like 50 yards away and he's pointing. And I'm like, that's a point right at me. So I'm just sitting there minding my own business. So I, I immediately get back down to my cards because I, I want no confrontation. I want nothing. He's like, you mother mf -er, you, you. He just starts chugging on over to me. And I'm like, he's taking eight strides here, and he's already at me. Like, these are big strides. He's not a big guy or anything. And he's up in my, sh in my shit, and he's in my personal bubble. And no fly zone, you're about to get hit, bud. And then the pit boss starts screaming at him. Next thing you know, security comes out of nowhere, tackles this guy. They're all over him. They're they're screaming at him, telling him he's got to go. But all I heard in all the commotion was, I'm the MFer, and I made him lose like all this money. I was like, I wasn't even playing craps. I had nothing to do with it. You just want somebody to take it out on you. Lost all your life savings or something. You can't pay rent this week or this month. That's not my fault. It must yeah. it must all go down at the craps table because mm -hmm. the only I saw this dude one time. He was like absolutely like blitz, like off his mind. He was hammered playing craps. And I, he just kept reciting this one line from a song. And he went to throw like the dice and he just missed the whole table and just threw him like down the casino floor, like no, rolling away. Everyone's just like, oh like they, it was a bad like beat that, situation. Yeah. I think everyone yeah. left the table after would, that. Yeah. They yeah. don't like that. Well, no, no, because we we went down a couple summers ago, and this is you know still going off. But Will was like, "Oh, craps is the way. It's the best way to win money down there. You know, highest odds, whatever." Highest odds, yeah. He's like, he did all this like prepping for it, like practicing at home and doing all this. So we're all around the craps table. He's getting ready to throw the dice. Absolutely whips them, and they bounce off the table. One hits the worker, the other one goes skidding down the aisle. It was it was the worst. Who was that? Fifty cent at the Mets game, the first pitch. I had yeah. you know, the equivalent of yeah. You know that was the craps equivalent of fifty cents opening pitch. There, there is a technique. You pick them up and you have them on whatever, and then you you toss them like this, kind of like like a granny pitch and slow pitch softball. Don't you not blow on them for luck though. Uh, a bit see, I, I, That's I, what I heard. You see everybody throwing them like that. I've, I've I've seen like if you want them to land how you want them and you want better odds and you toss them like that there there's there's just a lot in craps and it can get confusing and you know you're on the pass line don't pass you man you make a come bet and then you're betting numbers and there's a lot to it. So, so you're would little, it be an illegal move to throw them like one in each hand? Like just yeah, I think like they, they both have to be in one hand. You can only use uh, one hand. You're more of like a nonchalant tosser. Like you're just like. Mm -hmm. I like do the finger roll or maybe like, you know, cork screw action. See, Curve now ball. when you start getting all that into it, they'll think that you're using sleight of hand and stuff and you got other dice up your sleeve and shit. You get into some trouble and you don't want that trouble. What if I just like brought like a suit full of dice and just threw them all? They the would escort you out so fast. You'd be 
Yes. How many people would be at my throat at that craft table if I threw like no less than half a dozen <laughs> dice out? Like people have all this money riding on it. Well, not only that, but you got to think there's three dealers and a pit boss per table because there's so much yeah. going on the table. So you'd have all four of them and then everybody around. And there's some people that's got some big money riding on craps. And- okay, so scene if you oh do yeah that. what if we like how many how many craps tables are there do you think at that casino 20 uh, what if we coordinated like at 8 30 everyone throw like a dozen dice at let's, every not, let's not let's yeah, not because i like yeah. going to the casino and i'm no 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 that'd probably make like the news like, oh yeah, dice would. <laughs> yeah yes it would and then okay at, you'd get your mug shot and you'd be all swelled up because people are just kicking you in the face yeah. I'd have to kick the shit out of you if you did that. I mean, that's fair. Sure. <laughs> that's fair. Free entry. <laughs> no. All right. So let's the blackjack tables. That's where I'm. We got to play stud next time we go down. I'll show you Mississippi stud. You'll like Mississippi stud. Hey, maybe uh, next week before Mania. All right. All right. Let me know. Mm-hmm. Mania? Don't you mean Rumble? Yeah, Rumble. rumble. I know what yeah. you mean. Yeah, you know what I'm. Yeah. Anyway, do we want to get into the actual sports topics now? Or do we have to? Yeah. yeah do we, I mean, let's get a little football in, yeah. yeah. But a couple I think the NFC is still not sure what the conference playoff final is gonna be, but the AFC is gonna be Chiefs and Bengals again. Wasn't that what it was last year? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Easiest, so, easiest money of the day yep. was the Bengals spread. Hundred percent. So? Oh absolutely. I took him out. I took him on the money line too. So is Josh Allen a fraud? Can't win no, the big game. No, I, I, I mean, can't win the big game. Is he no. Philip Rivers yet? You look at like you look at Buffalo's offense, and he has Stephon Diggs and a lot of underachievers. Like their rush game is basically non-existent. Singletary, yeah, Singletary, and he's not even you know he's a backup on most teams. Yeah, wasn't he, um, Cooks was starting, wasn't he? Yeah. So uh, James Cook, the rookie, yeah. yeah. But, like, you look at that, their offensive line underperformed. They couldn't, you know, like, Stephon Diggs is the only receiver you can trust. Gabe Davis, you know, he's had his big games. He's not consistent. You have a bunch of, like, it's not on Josh Allen. Mm. Buffalo, you know, Brian Dable, uh, he's the head coach of the Giants now. I think that put their offense back a little bit. Ken Dorsey, unless they're, you know, he's just running four verticals on Madden. That's basically what it looked like the offense was. I mean, I didn't see... I didn't see Buffalo winning that game at all. That's why, you know, the Cincinnati money line, I thought, or spread. I got them, I think, at five and a half right before kickoff. I hammered that because Cincinnati has a ton of weapons on offense, number one, where Buffalo's been banged up this year. Tremaine Edmonds got exposed today. He was someone I wanted the Steelers to look at as a free agent to bring in to be inside linebacker. He looked like Devin Bush 2.0. He was getting bullied. He was getting pancaked. But Cincinnati's defense was unreal. Their secondary, you know, kept them in check. And that's yeah, what I was that, was, say too. that was just an AFC North game right there. A little, you know, snow. That's big boy football. And Cincinnati, Cincinnati took it to the Bills and they got they got some issues because they're gonna have to, you know, Josh Allen's in line for a big deal, if I'm not mistaken. You know, who do you, you know, they they didn't capitalize while he was on his rookie contract, I guess. Yeah. So, and so, also yeah. to connect that to the Steelers, Mike Hilton, man. Miss him. The Steelers could surely use him. They didn't want to pay him, right? Nope. They didn't want to pay him. Yeah. Same thing's going to happen with Sutton this year, right? Is it Sutton? Uh, they're going to have to re-sign him. You're going to have to, but yeah. uh, 
he's an he's unre- unrestricted, right? So unless they they pony up with uh, a deal that he can go get somewhere else, he can he can walk. Um, Listen, and I agree, they need to they need to resign him. The two biggest players that the Steelers let walk in free agency, which absolutely killed them the past few years. Number one was definitely Mike Hilton. You know yeah. that was, he was a run stopper. You know he made the plays. He was. He was the definition of Steeler football. He was just a great dude that just plays hard. I think he led the team in tackles and quarterback hits today. You know, as as a basically slot corner, you know, coming off the edge, he was an excellent blitzer. But uh, people that you know, they don't talk a lot about it. You'll they'll bring up occasionally Javon Hargrave. Yeah, I mean, yep. he was great as a Steeler. I understand that they couldn't, you know, they couldn't really give him the money at the time, which you know, okay. But you know, once that happened, and then you know, everything was Stephon to it. Man, you lose two guys like that off the defensive line, and then you got Cam Hayward and a bunch of rotational guys. And hey, both of them are in their respective uh, conference championship games. Yep. Yeah, I just I just noticed Mike Hilton. I thought that was you know the biggest loss the Steelers probably could have had in the past couple of years. But I mean, good for him. Good for former Pittsburgh Pirate Hayden Hurst too. Yeah. So, and Pittsburgh product Tyler Boyd. But other than that. Uh, at this point, I hope. Let's. Who do I want to win? I don't care about the Chiefs. I don't care about the Bengals. Um, not let's see. Cowboys. So you're gonna have to call the Forty Niners. Yeah, Eagles. Thing. No. Yeah, yeah Niners. It, it, I don't like any of those. Teams. That's the only team left, but they're down three right now. Late in the second, they have the ball right now. Second. Yeah, I, I ain't rooting for Philly. I'll tell you that. That's the thing. I don't want Philly to win. I don't like the Cowgirls, even though I picked them in a parlay to win today. Um, I don't care about the Chiefs, but the Chiefs are okay in my book now because you don't hear about Jackson Mahomes and Mahomes' wife. You saw her yesterday. It was the first time I saw her, but she's up in the press box. Yeah. You know? um, but that, that Bills team, I think it came down to a lot of – their defense was not healthy. They're, they're missing Vaughn Miller. That was huge. Um, their secondary was in shambles as well. It, it's yeah. just it's tough, and it, you're going against uh, a Bengals team that has that many weapons: uh, T. Higgins, Jamar Chase, um, Joe Burrow, and himself. That that's a scary team to try to match up against late in the year, and you're not at a hundred percent on your defensive side of the ball. Listen, yeah. oh, sorry, go around. You can go. I think Joe Burrow has that it factor too. He's just a winner. Like that guy's a winner. He knows how to win games. He's just like so confident, but he has a skill too. Like he's, it's not just as a quarterback the skill. It's you know you gotta have the confidence and that it factor. I think, yeah. uh, I think we're gonna see him, him Mahomes and Allen in the conference championship for by the next eight, nine, ten years. Watch out for Trevor so, Lawrence. He played. Yeah. They, he played a hell of a game yesterday, and I understand if they don't fumble that ball at the three, that's a completely different game. And then yeah. I know he throws that pick late, but but still they. I know Mahomes was hurt there for like the second quarter, but that that Jaguars team's sneaky, sneaky. Yeah. So you get a couple more pieces Mahomes around. Play next week, though. What's that? Does Mahomes play next week? You, yeah, you oh, have yeah. to. You have to. Do you yeah. think he's one hundred percent though? It either. doesn't matter. Hey, what's matter. that? What's that lineman? I think from, it does. He won't play well. I bet that Eagles bet lineman you. has a uh, blown out groin and he's playing. So, the thing is, you could finish a game on how much adrenaline and whatever they yeah. shot him up with in his ankle. Yeah, but they give him cortisone after a game, you know, your leg stiffens up a little bit, starts to swell. Depending on how bad it is, you know, in a week you might not be 
He's going to be out there regardless. He'll be out there, but uh, not 100%. I would take a 80% Mahomes over a lot of the quarterbacks in the league right now. So I think 80 is a stretch for Hunt. I think he's going to be a 60, 50, I'd, 60. I'd take a 60 Mahomes over a lot of the quarterbacks in the league right now. Honestly, the things he can do. And, you know, going back to the Jags, too, like you said, you know, they're on the upswing. Mm-hmm. People forget. You know who they're getting back probably next year? Devin Bush. Well, no. <laughs> no, uh, no. Calvin Ridley. Yeah, Calvin Ridley. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, they traded yeah. yeah. Cal- Keep all them off but yeah. All their risky moves panned out. Like uh-huh. Christian Kirk and all that. Yeah. yeah. They made some risky moves and good for them. I mean, I don't mind Jacksonville at all. You know, I think they have I think their uniforms are cool. I don't have anything <laughs> against them, you know. Here's the thing with Jacksonville is they traded away they were in the AFC title game a few years ago, traded away all them was were they in the title game? I know they the beat the Bortles. Steelers. No, that was Bortles. That was when it was like Bortles, Foles, Kirk four Cousins, Mads. and Tom Brady. Right? Okay. Those yeah. were the four quarterbacks. That was the game where Miles Jack had that strip sack, and they said he was down, but he wasn't, and he would return that for a touchdown. If you remember that, Miles Jack wasn't down yeah. against the Patriots. That's that, yeah. yeah, that was okay. the Patriots. But, you know, they traded away Fournette, um, Jalen Ramsey, all them guys. They got a lot of picks back, and they, they've drafted well, did well in free agency. They... they showed how to do a rebuild in five years. And, I mean, it's it's nice yeah. to see that a team has it right. So you, you hope that – I know the Steelers weren't that far down, but hopefully they can rebuild into something yeah. like that. That's the thing. The Steelers are too proud of an organization, I feel, to slip that far. Yeah, they, they had probably will, yeah. yeah, they had a top – they had a first overall pick of a generational quarterback. Who knows if he pans out. I mean, they said he was a generational talent, you know, and they got Trevor Lawrence. They got their guy. So I don't know if this – how many other high-round picks do they have? The Jags? I don't know. Yeah, in that span. I can't remember. Here, I'll look it up for you. It was definitely – I mean – Trevor know, they, Lawrence. Trevor Lawrence. I mean, they – They know, had they, to have had some high picks, you know. They were bad last year, right? They weren't they that good. They didn't. I mean, they didn't really hit on their high picks. I'm drawing a blank on the corner they drafted that they ended up trading to the Panthers, and he never panned out. They used a pretty high pick on him. But still, uh, when you have that many high picks, you're gonna hit. You know, the Steelers are never gonna have year. I don't. I hope they don't. But years with like years and years in a row with a top five pick, I just don't think that's gonna happen. There's really only one team that whiffs on basically all of their first round picks, and that's the Vegas Raiders. They are a horrible yeah. drafting. Yeah. Or because they're stupid. I mean, when your owner has a bowl cut, what do you expect? That's not even a – you can't even say it's a bowl cut. That's <laughs> like – I don't even know how to say it. It's like a pyramid on top of a rounded, like, I don't know, amoeba. That guy's haircut's whack. Yeah. It's, Dan, it's a, I know you're researching. Have you seen anything? Um, No, it's only giving me, like, first rounders. Go through the yeah. first rounders real quick. Uh, yeah. Well, this is from 2011. 2019, they took Garner Minshew. At number Not in the nine. first, first round. Yeah. Number nine, that's what it says. No, 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 he no was, chance. He was there is no way Garner Minshew was a nine. Maybe round nine. <laughs> See, no, no, this isn't right. This isn't right. Yeah. No. They, yeah. I mean, they got their playmakers. They got Trayvon Walker. They had him number one this year. Um, right. He played. Exactly. You got two over, one overall picks and. Three years, yeah. I mean, 
What do you, what do you want it from? Um, like 2017. 2017. They had two picks in the first round this year. They had Trayvon Walker and Devin Lloyd. Yeah. Last year, Trevor Lawrence, Travis Etienne. Yeah. Um, CJ Henderson. That's who they traded with. Clavon Cassian. Those were both in the both in the first round. Yeah, that and was then Josh Allen, he's still playing. Yep. I know he's still playing. Great. Taven Bryan, DJ Great. Chark. Chark doesn't he doesn't play at all, right? He plays he's on the Lions now. Leonard Fournette, which he's they still had him. I feel like, yeah. Yeah, we got Travis Etienne. And Jalen yeah. Ramsey. What, Imagine if they still had these guys. Jalen Ramsey. What did they get back for those? So, you know I know, I mean? right? I think they got pretty high. I'm sure they might have got um I'm At least one, one of those 2020 picks for possibly. I think a little in 2010. Yeah, because I'm just, uh, I'm just didn't um. This is just a random deep dive we're doing right now, too. That's Byron just... left which in 2003. <laughs> yep, that's that's pretty good. Put some respect on Byron Leftwich. Fred Taylor. I'm in the 90s now. Yeah, let's oh, just yeah. stop. <laughs> but yeah. no, this, I mean, the last two drafts, I mean, they've hit the CJ Henderson and Chase on draft. That was two whiffs on a first round pick. Henderson's nine with them. Uh, Chase on hasn't done anything. So, but you know, four first round picks the past two years, you've done pretty well. Yeah. Lawrence and Etienne, those, sure. are, those are, you know, building blocks. You know, Lawrence is the franchise guy on offense. And then defense, you know, they have Devin Lloyd, Trayvon Walker. I mean, those are two, you know, first round pedigree guys that are playing, you know, immediately. So Jacksonville is going to be on the upswing. I'm, I'm intrigued to see. I think they're the clear cut team, you know, the, the AFC sounds weak to begin it with. Is. Tennessee is not really a threat. Broad. The Colts are in shambles and yeah. the Texans are the Texans. Yeah. So they're yeah. they have a pretty easy conference. It's almost like that, uh, New England conference for all them years when they dominated it. The Miami Bills, Dolphins, was, and Jets. They, yeah. All ass teams. So, yeah, right there, you mark it down, that's six wins on your record. You're going to win your division every year. Oh, it, minus that year that Tom blew out, blew out his knee early. But other that's what it kind of reminds me of. That you got one dominant team, and Jacksonville looks like that dominant team. So they're going to win their conference every single year. And I don't see Tennessee putting up a fight. I think they're frauds. Um, the Texans, like you said, are the Texans and oh, the Colts. Yeah, come on now. They so, can't even find a quarterback. Bold prediction. I think they trade up for the first overall pick this year. That, the Titans? I could, I could see it. I could see it. And, uh, you know what the Colts are doing? I could already see it. You know who they're writing letters to? Derek Carr. No, every no, old no. every old quarterback goes there to die. Philip no, Rivers, Matt Ryan, next in line. They're passing it down to Derek Carr. When you have yeah. the third overall pick and you Chicago, they can trade down because mm-hmm. I don't think they're taking a quarterback. They're That'd not. be a, yeah. um, if they don't think Fields is the answer. But you, they're trading up would it be from three to one. So even if you're Chicago, you still have you know Jalen Carter and Will Anderson are the two best players defensively. I think in the draft. You know, if you get your pick of one of those guys after you trade down at three, yeah. I think you're fine with that, no matter who goes at two, because you can't go wrong. I mean, Carter's an absolute force on the defensive line. Will Anderson is the premier edge out of this class, out of Alabama. So, you know, you can't go wrong. Like, all right, you have your first overall pick. You have the choice of them. But make your life a little bit easier. Trade down two spots, 
get more draft capital that you can help Justin Fields with. And then whichever one's there, you take. And if they're both there, that's even better because then you still have your choice. Yeah, I think, I, that's- I think their line's fine. They don't have any issues. In- I mean, Justin Fields is running for his life, but he's a good runner. So the line's doing something, <laughs> right? I, I don't see – I see that actually playing out. I don't think that's a bold prediction. I think that's, no. that's a smart prediction. Um, and I even thought that Chicago would trade down, trade back, and accumulate more draft picks. Why not? Or maybe a couple players in a, in a draft pick, swap picks. We'll, we'll see how it all shakes out. Um, it all depends on who calls them with the, the most enticing uh, package because if we know that – that they want to roll with Justin Fields, so does the other 31 NFL teams. So who can put the, together the best package and move up to number one? And that's what they'll go with. So, well, I, yeah, I mean, there's, there's a lot of teams, I think, that we talked about this, that want to, you know, if there's a multiple teams trying to trade up for that first overall pick, I think definitely the Colts, you know, will be number one, or the Colts will be number one to trade up. Um, you know, like, you know, I've said this the last two episodes, I have been deep diving in the mock drafts that pumpkin pie year eating around weirdo Mel Kuyper. I'm going to beat him this year. Oh, There's no doubt. That's really all I have to, that's how I hear it night now, but you know, it's gotten to the point where last night I'm DDing, you know, I'm DDing. We're down the North shore. I'm in a corner at tequila cowboy and Nicole looks at me and she's like, are you doing mock drafts on your phone? I'm like, you're damn right. I am. I am going through so many scenarios and the one that I have, you know, I'm getting we're getting in Steelers now a little bit. I think they trade back from 17, depending on where the board is. I could see there's a lot of uh, there's a lot of reasons why, you know, they could dro- drop, I think, six picks to around 23, whether it's Minnesota trading up. But it would make more sense where they could drop, you know, six spots in the first round, get more draft capital, and they'll still have their choice of, you know, guys there where like, you know, you don't want to reach for like a Joey Porter Jr. or one of those corners. If you trade down and they're still there, that's great. You know, you're you're getting more draft capital. I think this is the year where everyone's excited for the Steelers to have, you know, okay, they have a higher pick. You know, there's a lot of intrigue. But if, you know, the top two tackles are off the board and you don't want to reach for one of those corners and you have the opportunity to trade down, get a couple more picks, why not? I think we already have two first round picks essentially. The Bears are probably gonna look to trade into the second round, honestly. They lost their second round pick. But they got that stud chase Claypool. So, I mean, it was worth it, right? Yeah, yeah he is. I think he has, what, three catches for 30 yards. Yeah, so, he's yeah. he's worth the second round pick. He's cheeks. I'll say it. Yeah. yeah Mapletron? You mean he's compared to Calvin Air Johnson? Canada. Canada. But I, yeah. I, I think it's going to be exciting. I know we're foreshadowing a lot here. We still got to get through the end of the NFL season and into the combine and all that. But it is exciting to, to just throw hypothetical scenarios out there to get your brain racked a little bit, Just not just with the Steelers, but what do other teams above the Steelers do that it'll shake out oh, yeah. when it's the Steelers' time to pick? And does that, does that persuade them to maybe move down? And, and and I don't think it's ever too early to think about the future. So I want you to remember this name. I've been looking at, you know, looking at the free agent class, the draft class, everything. Uh, Trenton Simpson, linebacker from Clemson. Mm-hmm. I was looking at the board. I think it's him and Drew Sanders from Arkansas are like the top two linebackers in the draft. They're projected late, you know, late first round, maybe early second I've been reading comps on him. He's like a Micah Parsons light at inside linebacker. He's like like that mold of athletic, you know, can line up in different places. 
I think if they can trade down from 17 and snag him somewhere in the late first round, obviously this is, you know, this can change a million times and it will. But if you can get that kind of guy, because Tremaine Edmonds is probably the premier linebacker in this year's free agent class and the way he's looked. And I, you know, I was looking at Bill's fans, what they're talking, Devin Bush, you know, he looked like that today. That's not a guy you're going to go out there and throw money at where you can, you know, I'd rather take the first round pick and you, you know, you have the 32nd pick too, where you can get a corner. So, you know, I think you definitely look if those two tackles are off the board you trade back, you get an athletic linebacker because inside linebacker, I think is going to be a bigger position of need than people realize, you know, you can get those tackles, you know, mid, you know, second round, third round, it's still going to be, you know, you have the Dan Moores, but you, you know, other teams draft that well. I think it's a deeper cornerback class where I think you need to go linebacker early, just how, how it's looking. I just think you have to. I keep seeing that shit on the Twitter, and I got to stay off Twitter because it's pissing me off. Jordan Addison, 17th overall pick. Yeah. And if that happens, I'm telling you right now, I'm telling you right now, if that happens, I am putting in my resignation as a Steeler fan because they have failed us. So, You know who's the leader of the charge there? Philophony. That's who it is. Yeah, I'm sick of seeing Jordan Addison, Kenny Pickham. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. It ain't, it ain't gonna happen. It shouldn't happen. I'll tell it you right happen. now. I'm I'm pumped that Kenny played as well as he did. I I, I knew he had potential, and like we've talked about, he was the most uh, NFL ready quarterback in the draft. Yada yada, whatever. You know, you spend a first round pick on him. I think he did well, and he progressed well, and he grew well, and he's only gonna grow even better. And um, a lot of people wanted to compare him, like we were talking all these different people. But you hear a lot about like Joe Burrow. He's got he. They remind him of Joe Burrow. Joe Burrow's getting the Bengals to back-to-back AFC championship games, okay? I'm okay with that if Kenny Pickett shakes out, something like that. But I, we do not need uh, his his sa- security blanket, if that's what you want to call it. Kind of like um, yeah. NHL players get uh, uh, other players or teammates from their home country um, as a, like a safety blanket or security blanket so they feel more at home. We don't need that. And then Jordan Addison even played a whole year at USC. They haven't played together. I don't care. I, I don't want to hear it. it. Yeah. Just stop it. It's nonsense. And that's, and that's like the difference between, like, say, I'm going to use the Eagles as an example. I think they have two first-round picks this year. One's pretty high, around 10th overall, somewhere around there. And then they have a late first-round pick. The Eagles have the choice of that leeway on the luxury because you know there's not too many holes that they need to fill mm-hmm. like late in the first round a lot of people are projecting uh robinson the running back from texas to go there that's a luxury pick for them miles sanders goes you can do that if you're the eagles but if you're the steelers you have glaring needs that wide receiver in the first round would just be asinine mm-hmm. and honestly do you think that jordan addison is Better than Deontay Johnson or even George Pickens? No. Like, Joe no. Burrow getting a receiver was so important. Like, you know, Jamar yeah. Chase, is, he's, he's phenomenal. I don't think Jordan Addison's on that level. And if Kenny Pickett isn't, like, showing greatness with Deontay Johnson and Pickens, which he, he's showing well with Pickens, but Deontay Johnson and Pickens are already two, like, great tools. And yeah. so is Fryermuth. So, yeah. like... You have three. You have three tools to play with there. So I don't think they need a fourth just to mix in there. But yeah, yeah. I mean, you're getting yeah. Calvin Austin back. People, people are talking about that. If you want to use like a fourth or fifth round pick on a receiver that you like and that's going to be there, all right. You know, I, I'll I'll accept that. You know, I'm not gonna 
I'm not going to get pissed off about that. But if you have a first round pick where you can address some glaring needs, like, I don't know, getting your franchise quarterback, a left tackle, maybe do that over getting a wide receiver. That'll be, you know, third wide receiver, second at best. Cause yeah. Pickens is number one next year. You know, that's just dumb. If yeah. you do. And if I, I see it on Twitter, is he actually like advocating for it still? Or is this last year? You mean like is the, it- Jordan is Addison Kenny stuff? Pickett still is is Kenny Pickett still saying? Oh, I don't, I don't know, and I'll tell you right now, it doesn't matter I've what seen that kid stuff says. That says he is. I don't know if I believe that, it that's enough. fine. You could say that, but you have no pool. Like if you were, yeah, he doesn't have any. If if he was, if he had his ten year in, and I know you don't need ten years in to have ten year, but if you were in the league five six years, sure, I'm sure they'd come ask you, hey, would you like a a, a weapon? He has no pool, and I don't think he has yeah. the right to have any pool. And like you said, get um, your your franchise quarterback a left tackle. Why don't you get the highest paid defense, a middle linebacker that actually wants to come up and, and plug a hole and then maybe be able to cover a back out of the backfield or a tight end cutting across the middle? Why don't we do yeah. that? I think, yeah. like, honestly, if whoever's drafting thinks it like this way, if they're drafting another receiver and end of that problem, if I'm George Pickens, I'm pissed. If I'm Deontay, I'm even more pissed. That just adds to the problem that we've had in the past with the receiver room. I don't I mean, think, like, even from a mental standpoint of the team, that it's a good idea. Yeah. Like, it should I mean, just be avoided altogether. They they had Chase Claypool announce the George Pickens pick last year. Like, <laughs> that's just cold when yeah. you do that. Too many you know, Chiefs, that, not enough Indians. No, you, 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 your first three picks, you go tackle linebacker corner if you like a defensive lineman that's an interior guy that can stop the run you do that those are the yeah yeah you have three picks there where you can address your glaring needs if you can trade down in the first and accumulate some more picks you're even better off but any fan can you even a fan can see that you have three positions you need to hit on with your first three picks maybe four if you want to include the defensive line you know that is what you do you don't take a wide receiver, tight end, a running back, you know, a safety even, you know, you you know what you got to do. This is one of them drafts. It's going to be a boring draft to the, you know, casual fan. Maybe not to us, but you're not going to get the sexy pick. You're not going to get the Rolls Royce. You're not going to get the receiver, the running back, the quarterback. We've had enough of those in the top two rounds in the past three years, okay? We need the hogs. We need the ugly picks. You know, it's the boring picks. You need first-round linemen on the offensive side of the ball. You need, you know, a high pedigree, high echelon linebacker. You need a defensive lineman, even a cornerback. I agree with you 100% there. This is going to be one of them boring picks. Well, I don't know who that guy is. How many touchdowns he have? It doesn't matter. Those guys made a career in college being – you know, tops of the NCAA at their position, that's what you need, and it's not the sexy pick, and I understand that. But you're going to have drafts like this. I remember when they picked the Castro, I was like, they picked a lineman. This one, I was a lot younger. But that was the last one they took in the first two rounds was David DeCastro. That was yeah. 11 years ago, 12 years ago. You're not yeah, going to always you, get the sexy pick. If you that's, have a brain, you're not going to like this draft. No. I'll tell you right now because it's shaping up. And like you said, like you made a good point, Dan, it's not going to be a sexy draft. You know, you're not going to have these playmakers, but you know who else doesn't the Patriots every year. Everyone looks at their draft. Like who the hell are these guys? Like, you know, I was even laughing when they took Cole strange, you know, from Chattanooga in the first round. I'm like, 
what are they doing? Like nobody had him going up that high. He had a good rookie year. Yep. You know, that's a first round pick. Yep. You get the guys where it doesn't matter if you know the name. If they can play, you know, like the Patriots, they do that every year. You know, they hit most of them. They do a great job drafting usually. You know, especially when Brady was in. You know, mm-hmm. whenever they were winning Super mm-hmm. Bowls, that's it's homegrown talent where you draft them and develop them. That's how you win championships. Yep. Unless you're the Rams and you trade every one of your picks for a Super yep. Bowl. That's basically yep. the exception of the now, rule. Now but, look at them. Look, yeah. they're in shambles now. Yeah, I mean, Sean McVay wants to leave. So you could have you can have it either way. Um, you could buy your championship or you could build your championship, and you could have multiple championships when you build it or you buy it one year and then you're in the basement for years to come because you've just set your organization back just to win now. And that's what happens. It happens with every sport where there's a salary cap. It happens. Why yeah. do you think but but look at baseball. I, I know we're comparing two sports here, but baseball is a little different because there is no salary cap, but the Yankees still can't win one. Riddle me that one. Yeah, that's true. They, they've about, tried for years to buy one. It's all about evaluating talent. Yeah. And if you can't evaluate talent in any league and you whiff on draft picks, no matter what you do, especially in a salary cap league, that's going to set your franchise back a ton of, you know, a ton of years. Oh, yeah. Look at Edmonton. They had how yeah. many first? Overall oh, picks my God. Aside from Connor McDavid, they couldn't draft shit. Taylor Hall, Nugent Hopkins, Yakupov. Yeah. And I mean, they. Miroslav Satan. <laughs> off the top of my brain, I think five or six in a row they had first overall picks and yeah. whiffed. I mean, Taylor Hall ain't there no more. They trade him for what? Adam Larson straight up. Oh, which was I like, think so. To the Devils. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, they had, they had multiple first overall picks. If they weren't first overall, they had a they had a string where they were like consistently top five yeah. at least. And they, you know, you can't draft. You're going to set your franchise back. Here's Simple the other thing. That. Here's the other thing with that that team right now is they're in trouble because they can't have they they don't have goaltending, and McDavid ain't taking a friendly deal now. He wants his. If you want him to stay, he's gonna make his. That's he why exactly yeah. So that's why we have been blessed with with Sid taking a friendly deal and and a lot of guys. Why do you think the Patriots were so good for so long? Because Tom was taking a friendly deal for that organization because they were winning. And it's not always about me making mine. It's about us making ours and, and winning championships and building mm-hmm. championships and being competitive for years. But mm-hmm. L.A., they win one. They won last year. Whoop-de-doo. What are they this year? They, what they win? Four games? Five games? Maybe a little more. I don't know. Yeah. But th- I'm there. That, that was the worst turnaround by a defending champion in yeah, NFL that's history. That's when you rent a team. OBJ, who else? Vaughn Miller out. You know, you rent those guys, and then they're gone. And you have gaping holes in your, like, your whole entire team. I understand I mean, Stafford was hurt, but. Yeah, you yeah. look at the division, though. I think that was one of the biggest surprises this year where the Rams were bad. Seattle was good, you know, made the playoffs. They knocked it out of the park in the draft, too. Yeah, Seattle Absolutely. saw the draft. They but went the 5-12. 5-12? Yeah. But the Cardinals, I think, were the biggest disappointment. I mean, Cliff Kingsbury, he took a one, one-way one trip to Thailand. He's he's off he's off the scene. See you. He took his. <laughs> he had a decent offseason, too. Marquise Brown, DeAndre Hopkins. Like, that's a pretty big... Call of Duty. He was trying to grind camos with Dan all year. It, well, that's <laughs> there's the other thing. They if they want to put that in, they want to put that as a clause in your contract. You know you have a problem. And he got all butt hurt that they made it public. 
oh, well, study some film. You're a professional athlete. Like, that's your thing. And then he wants to say he should have went and played baseball. Okay. You wouldn't, you wouldn't be making this money. You'd be, you'd be irrelevant for another four years. So that's why yeah. you did it because you, you could make more money now as a first round pick going to play quarterback. But that's your, th- I play call of duty as a hobby, but I still go to my full-time job. Yeah. It would be like me, me, be like, eh, yeah. you know what? I don't feel like it. Yeah. Come instead on. of the players on Twitter, looking at Charlie Intel's feed all day, trying yeah. to see what the next, you know, what the next update's going to have and everything. That's just crazy. Like if a team's putting that clause in your contract, you have to know you have a problem. Yes. Like, yeah. And- you have to believe that there's some NFL problems, but it's never been in a clause like that. Like, mm-hmm. you know, you'll see James Harden getting like a strip club. Like claws in no, his no, yeah, and yeah. you're right. No, there's there's a lot of things you have to be, you know, a certain weight. You have to maintain a certain weight. You see that a lot. Yeah, um, I know Casey Hampton. It would happen to him all the time. Um, it just happened to Zion. They told him he has to stay with under what two ninety five or something like that. Or he, yeah, he I loses. think that's just because he's going to play out of his body. You know, well, that guy. That's the thing. They want him to stay healthy and mm-hmm. stay out there. So you have some weird clauses, but. Ones that are like, yeah, you can't play Call of Duty and you got to watch X amount of film at, on your off Things days. Things that like, aren't like health wise and just like general yeah. behavior wise. That's kind of yeah. concerning. Like, like any sport 101 watching films, like the bare minimum of what you can do. Yeah. And that was, that's, do you remember Jamarcus Russell? The first, you know, remember uh-huh. he, Raiders took him first overall. Mm-hmm. He never watched film no, at all. No. And they actually, this is what a true story. They sent him home with these, I think it's DVDs that said, hey, this is certain team. I forget which team is. This is their blitz packages. You know, look at it. Let me know. He comes in. They're like, what'd you think? He's like, oh, yeah. He's like acting like, you know, the tapes were blank. Like he never even watched them. And he got exposed by his own team. Yeah. So I guarantee you, you know, you put that clause in a contract. Something's something's amiss, you know, in the organization. And no matter who leaked that. I mean, they're, they're, I, I don't know why the Cardinals got such backlash. Like, you can't do that to your franchise quarterback. It's embarrassing. Well, you know what? You're a professional sports organization. You're making millions. You need to be held accountable to a standard. So, Simple as that. Yeah, that's okay thing. with that. No, no, no. Here's the thing. If you want to give them – there's no reason to give them backlash because that, that dude is, what, 23 years old? He's still a he kid, right? So, like 24, 25. okay, regardless, he's still a kid. Um, yeah. If you can't – own up to your responsibilities and do what is asked of you by a, we'll call them a business, by the Arizona Cardinals is a business and you can't do what they want you to and make their business better by doing your job, then damn right they should put that clause in there and you shouldn't, they shouldn't have got any guff and they were getting so much guff for it. Oh, you can't do that. He's still a kid. No, grow some nuts and, and, and take responsibility. He's 25. Okay. So 25. that's like that's like me hanging out, you know, just like playing Call of Duty all day, like not doing much. That's like, yeah. I wouldn't think to do that. I'd get bored of that. Yeah. <laughs> he must have got a there in yet. I do. You know, there's only so many times I can walk on a shipment and, you know, just, <laughs> yeah. I don't know what he's doing. Kyler, get it together. No twigs, no berries. Oh, early today, huh? Early one. It's not early. We're about 40 minutes in. 51. Uh, and also, I th- this is funny. Uh, Brett Mayer, one of seven in his last extra points. He missed another one, oh. but it was blocked. Mm. <laughs> he ain't coming back next year. No. Brett no. Mayer, we'll see you later, buddy. 
Him and Sam Darnold seeing ghosts. I mean, I'm gonna yeah. I'm gonna put a label on it. Brett Maher, he's spooked. Spooked. He's those he's, are extra points too. He's out there. He's he's done. Yeah. Kicker mentality. That's a that's what's it? Who is uh, Ace Ventura? Finkel, Ray Finkel. He's the next Ray Finkel. <laughs> that's that's yeah. I'm calling it. Anything else on the Steelers before we move on? Nah. Oh, final words. I'm excited for this draft. Um, like Dan said, it's not it's not pretty, but. I think this is a draft, the first draft that we're not picking anything pretty, and I kind of realized that. When I was younger, I didn't understand that. And I remember in 2007, I think, or 2006, I was advocating for the Steelers to draft Marcus Vick, and he ended up not like even getting drafted by anybody. So that's that's what I knew at the time. So I'm, I'm learning. I'm learning. But anyway, Penn's talk. How about it? Uh, they another, another loss today. Uh Oh, they played today. I over, totally forgot. Overtime lost. I watched the first period before uh, the football game came on at three. But the only draw I can take from this is, like, Sidney Crosby is still playing at an elite level. He is the only guy out there that's given 100%. Like, mm-hmm. he does not look any different from Disagree. what I saw. Disagree. I, I mean, like – Jason well, Zucker. Yeah, yeah. 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 But, Raquel, you know, people are Raquel quick Raquel to turn Raquel. on Crosby, I feel. I feel like people are quick to turn on him. And say like he's not the same guy. I feel like he's he's still the same guy playing at that elite level. He's going for one-handed goals still. Absolute one-timer from between the circles today. It's pretty awesome. But yeah. I just think that the quality of play is inconsistent from the entire Penguins. They're very undisciplined too. The, the Especially beat. from that game on, was it Friday night? They took like several penalties in the first oh, period. They're, they're just so undisciplined. There was 14 penalties called in that game. Over half the game or half the game was played on special teams. So yeah, that's, that's and, and saying, when, yeah. when, when Ottawa's bread and butter is their power play, you don't let them get on the power play to begin well, with. A lot of those calls, I mean, Mike, you could see Sullivan's giving yes. big, yes. you know, he and today they're on the power play and they take a penalty in the first five seconds of it. Like, come yeah. on. I just think they're undisciplined and I don't know. I just think the, I guess the quality of play just drops from that yeah. first like sec- first second line, and the, do you see the linesman saved Drew O'Connor in the first period? I don't know if you guys saw that. He was getting ready. He dropped the mitts with Brendan Smith, who's like heavyweight well, boy. Yeah, Brendan Smith's a clown for that. He drops <laughs> the gloves after they're separated. Like yeah, Bre- like, yeah. Drew O'Connor is probably like what five seven one hundred. We don't think Brendan Smith wanted He's to huge. fight. He would have smacked the shit out of him. The line. Yeah, I know, but still, if you want, I w- I'd let it go. Like, you know, let's see what happens here. And he yeah. made up two hands. No, there's Drew O'Connor had family there. He's a Jersey boy. <laughs> yeah, you don't do that. You don't you don't you don't beat the shit out of some dude with his family in the stands. You know, you I mean you like yeah, O'Connor, but you know, you gotta realize like, you know, yeah, okay, maybe mix it up a little. Don't drop the mitts. Just make a good business decision. You're not Max Talbot. I'll let you're him not, do it. You're you know not Jersey. It was in Jersey. He's at home. He ain't losing. So what? we'll never know, though. His family want to see him stretchered off the ice. Like that's not something you want to see. He wouldn't have let his family see him stretchered. He would have uh, put up. You know, I don't think he would have had a choice. <laughs> yeah, they should have let him go. That's just but, that would have been irresponsible. Uh, drawbacks. I think that the Penguins aren't a playoff team anymore. I think they're done. Too many uh, injuries. I think after not- this year. Hextall's gone too. Yeah. Uh, Fenway Sports Management's going to put, you know, someone that's more aggressive. You know, they want to spend the money. They want to, 
they want to put the premier product on the ice. Hextall and Burke are just too vanilla. I mean, they don't make any moves. And, you know, the definition of insanity is doing something over and over again, expecting a different result. I mean, you yeah. got to shake it up. Rutherford, he shook it up, you know, probably too much yeah. at times, but whatever, you know, at least, at least he made the moves. Hextall doesn't. Makes horrible Carter and Kapanen. We say this every week. You know, you got to do something. You got to shake something up. It's stagnant. Uh, Ron Hextall. Let's 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 get the ball rolling a little bit, huh? Let's let's try and. Maneuver. It's just the bottom six. They need. They just need to be deeper. It did. They just need to be a lot deeper than they are. That's all. That's all that I see. I know I'm not they're like handcuffed. Yeah, they're handcuffed. Yeah, exactly. I'm not a hockey X's and O's guys. I don't know how much money anybody makes in any league. But from what I see, is there six guys that aren't playing as hard as the other six? You're, I'm seeing, see, but that's the thing. You're not going to have you. You have yeah. a a momentum line, and you have a possession mm-hmm. line, a puck possession line, and like um, it was, it would have been Wednesday night, the 18th. Uh, I had to listen to it, and Phil Bork even said Mike Sullivan doesn't know who to put out there after we score a goal because he put the Carter line out there and they took a penalty. So then that gives all the momentum right back to the Sens because you're up and then now they're going on the power play to end up scoring. Mm -hmm. It gives all the momentum back to them. So it's tough and you don't want to put the top line out there all the time. They, they just scored. You can't keep keep them out there. They got six total or they got six points over the last four games. I'm not saying they're dead. They just, they're a stagnant team, and when you know, like the Ottawa Senators' bread and butter is their potent power play. Their power play is like fourth in the league. Our PK was second in the league when we played them on Wednesday, and you let them on the power play. I think it was eight times, and they score four times. That's bad. First off, yeah. don't take penalties. I understand that sometimes the the game is taken out of your hands by a ref, and that's any game. But you. When I looked at it, I was kind of disgusted that the only reason Ottawa was in that game is because of all the penalties, all the penalties mm-hmm. taken, and they were they were capitalizing on those opportunities. You score four times, we we ended up taking it to overtime, so we still got the loser point out of it. But right off the bat, Kachuk comes down and just rips one. It, it's I mean, yeah, it's they're tough. three on three, horrible. Too. It's bad. Their one three is pathetic. So bad. And I think they've lost like. Are they one for seven on overtimes? I saw some stat. It was either one for eight or one for seven. They've lost a ton of overtime games. If it's overtime, they're not winning. That's um, just as they I think I've watched one. They, uh, they have eight overtime losses. I, I see that. Yeah. I don't it might know have how been many, like one how, win. Yeah, I don't losses. know how many wins they have. But just in their last ten, they're four, four, and two. Yeah. Yeah. But I think when's the break? When's the break? This it's coming week or next up. Week? It's coming next up. week. That might be good for them. I don't know, but I don't know. That's they just need to have a strong like February March. They usually do. I think right. They yeah. Usually strong. Yeah. So, but when you're losing, when you're missing the top three pairing or top three pairings, top three, top half of your defensive pairings, you're in trouble. Uh, Latang was out, yeah. Petrie was out, and who else was Petrie's out? Back. Yeah, he's he just came back the other night. Yeah. Um, so th- you're going to be hurting there, and it- it's just tough. It's tough to see because we know that they're stagnant. We know that nothing's going to happen. We know that uh, regardless, regardless if they get the 
first goal of the game or not, they could still lose because they don't know who to put out there to, to hold the momentum. They just give the momentum right back to their opponents. So. Oh, just the first four goals. They give up four pretty easy. Yeah. 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 I mean, a four-goal lead bad. should be the most – secure thing in hockey and it's not to this team that's that it kind of reminds me of that year they played the flyers in the playoffs and we would we would rip off three four goals and then next thing you know we're losing and jari being out there since the winter classic he just come back he looked really good the other night so. good. he stopped like 46 yeah or 45 46 shots i think if he can stay healthy they have a puncher's chance yeah, yeah. I don't think he gets enough credit. I feel like he's very slept on as a goaltender, but I do feel like some of it is warranted with how much he's hurt. If you know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like he just can't stay healthy. I think you, that's it. You look at the bottom six too, where you know Paling just came back and Josh Archibald's been out with an injury. I mean, those are two bottom six guys where you know they don't get a lot of hype. Obviously, they're not goal scorers, but you know they play hard. Archibald was having a great year. I mean, for his standards, you know, he's mixing it up. You know, he's throwing hits around. He's a sm- probably the smallest guy on the ice. You know, he's mixing it up, doing what you should be doing on a fourth line. You take those two guys out, and then it's a mixed match. Like, you have Heinen and Kapanen both playing bottom six, you know, sometimes even on the fourth line. That's your, you know, your gritty, your grinder line. Those two guys are not the de- even close to the definition of that. So that bottom six just doesn't have the – abrasiveness and the punch really you know where when you have those guys in the lineup where i'm not saying you need a bunch of fighters or anything to that standard but just guys that are playing hard finishing checks you know wearing the other team down you take those two guys out of the lineup with you know with injuries and you know you're hurting there even more than what you were at the time yeah and i know yeah. i know ryan's a big numbies guy jari's 16 5 and 5 so yeah, it's not on him I, I that that team no. is really really and i don't think it's on to smith either I think he he's played solid games. It's yeah. just the the, the breakdown that much either. The breakdown you know? of the defense in front of him, it's tough. When yep. you when you see guys just like uh Borky always says, uh, they get the tripod out so they their legs and they're just leaning on their stick. They're not cleaning out the the front of the net and It's all rebounds. Yeah, they're close. letting them in yeah. the blue paint. You you shouldn't you, somebody should be on their wall. He says it three to four times a night they're all there they got the tripods out uh you know nobody's laying on their wallet so yeah we'll yeah. see Diagonal. and looking at this week three games tuesday against the panthers which the panthers only have 51 points i'm kind of shocked by it. i've been looking at st- i haven't been looking at the standings so that's kind of surprising because i feel like they would have been like a top tier team mm-hmm. panthers caps and sharks sharks are abysmal yeah uh Capitals, I feel like, aren't that good, but they have 56 points. They're above so. us, yeah. Yeah. So if you can – and we have three games in hand on them. So if you could beat them, yeah, it, 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 it's, it's almost like a double win because then you win two points and they don't get any points, so you can leapfrog them easier, yada, yada. But, uh, yeah, up to the um, All-Star break, they only play two teams that are in playoff contention right now. So Yeah. Yeah, I, I I'll say two and one this week. Two and one. That's my prediction. I'm saying three now. Three zero. Oh. Yeah, three zero. Oh. They always play the Caps tough. So if you think they're going to lose to the Caps, I just don't see it. I and I don't think the Caps are as good as uh, they used to be as well. They're they're aging as well. Um, I just think that the Pens always have the Caps number. Um, I I just don't see them losing to them, and they probably will. But it happens. 
Yeah, no, two and one. That's my prediction. All star break can't come soon enough. Yeah, yeah. Need a little recharge. That's all Penn's talk. Um, Pirates. No. Anything on the Pirates no. other than David no. Bednar getting married? No. And McCutcheon uh, saying he's going to win in Pittsburgh? Yeah. Not much. Well, we're going to have to talk about him a decent bit in the summer. Yeah. So. Did you see You're that ready? he said that he, he this isn't a one and done, but he only signed a one-year contract? What's up with that? He's going to win, and they're going to re-sign him. Oh, okay. Or he's going to play too well, and they're going to trade him away. That's what will happen. That's that would exactly be the biggest slap in the face. Of Pittsburgh history. Bob Nutting would be run out of town if he did that. I'm saying it happens. It, you have this good. old veteran that's absolutely no. smacking yeah. home runs, playing like a gold glove in the outfield. Trade deadline comes up. Bob Nutting, what's what's There's he doing? No chance. He'll be a pirate the whole year. He's not gonna he he's not gonna perform well enough where he's gonna be a candidate at the trade deadline. I mean you retire at, after this year? I don't know if he retires. I think he's just playing it year by year. That'd be my guess. Like, all right, he's back in Pittsburgh. If they have a decent year this year and they progress, like, you know, hopefully they should, you know, with the younger guys getting some more reps, you know, maybe he comes back another year. He's the, you know, he's the clubhouse leader now. He's the veteran there. That's what they didn't really have. I mean, they signed these old guys, you know, Santana, Richo, whatever, but McCutcheon's the Pittsburgh guy. You know, he's undoubtedly, he's the guy right now in the locker room, clubhouse, whatever you want to call it. I don't care. Uh, I think he's just playing it year by year. If they have a bad year, you know, I think he's done. But if they have a good year and they make the right moves, which, you know, I'll believe it when I see it, then I think he stays around. And, you know, I think he wants to win something in Pittsburgh. You know, he wants to cement his legacy. He's already cemented it, but, you know, this is his part of his curtain call. I'm excited. I think they have, like, a good lineup. They have not a good lineup, but an exciting lineup to watch. I feel like it's going to be a decent year not a good year but it'll be a decent year to watch just because like anything can happen at any game like o'neill cruz is just enough to watch on his own but that's all i'm gonna say about it uh we're gonna talk about him in the summer but uh let's try to avoid it until then i guess because i know dan doesn't want to talk about him look at him he's checked out i don't want to talk about either anymore, I, I know we'll have to and that, that's fine and i understand it's just the i think we'll be pleasantly surprised that's, that's fine long. the thing about baseball is it's a long boring sport it's lost so many eyes it's not appealing to the younger population uh, I'm not even saying I'm in the younger population. I played baseball growing up. I loved baseball. But whenever your your team sucks for all them years, then they go on this winning streak and they make the wild card and everybody wants to be, oh, yeah, the Buckeyes are winning. I'm tired of hearing about it. It was how long ago? What have they done for me in the past five years? Nothing. I, I'm just – it's not that I'm checked out about it. I'm just tired of hearing it. it, it it's always – Oh, next year, next year, next year, next year. I heard that for 21 years. I know. I realize that, but here's the thing. Of all sports in today's day and age, it's an easy watch whenever you're doing other. That's why I like it. When I'm doing other things, like when I'm on my computer or, you know, on the Xbox or something, have the game to the left and, you know, just one ear here. And then if something happens, like you can turn real quick. It's not like it's basketball where you. I, I, I hate to say it, but people that use, like, several screens, you're not watching, like, seven games at a time. I'm sorry. It ain't working. There, You can only watch one game at a time of basketball or football. Maybe baseball can be a couple, but with the time in between pitches, it's just a nice relaxing thing. Like, you can have two screens there. That's, that's the only appeal I have to it. Here's the other thing about, like, let's say basketball. I mean, you can say this about any sport. Just watch the last minute. 
and you'll get you get the whole story if it's like a close one. I, I I understand, and I'm not poo, I'm not poo pooing on anything because anything can be a blowout. But like with baseball, like you said, you can always just have it there as background noise, and yeah. don't have to be fully invested. I get you, but you can't watch like. Three basketball. I hate like March Madness yeah. setup. Oh, but like, I, I was guilty of a March Madness yeah. setup. Yeah, like, but there's no way you're watching like three games at a time. Like no, it's good novelty, but you know, put the best game on. You, I like the ticker at the yeah, top. Yeah, they'll, they'll have sport. it. And they'll flip it. Yeah, you can flip, change the channels, yeah. but we all know your ass isn't watching those seven. <laughs> okay, you're you're focused on one. Like it's like a sports book at the casino. Like you're only looking at one game. You're not. Yeah, that's you know, an over. NBA isn't good till playoffs. Like, I ain't watching NBA much this year. And if you, and if you that's it. If you do want to watch multiple games, you give the remote to whoever can. You know, all right, we need someone who can switch channels. You know, is paying attention, can keep the keep the action going because you know you get someone doesn't know what they're doing. You give them the remote. Next thing you know, the burger the rolls on. Yeah, the Burger King commercials on. You're missing the action on TNT <laughs> or you know whatever you know TBS, whatever the games are on. So you got you got to plan that out a little bit. Yeah, remote guys underrated. Underrated mm-hmm. guy, snack guy. I'd say snack guy, remote guy, stat guy. The guy that has like the weird stat in that order. That's the three guys you need at your your function. Yeah. I agree. But yeah, that's Pirates talk. Um, do we have Jags of the week? No, I do. I do. How good's yours, Andrew? I mean, I mine's all right. I'll go first. I mean, it's nothing. Right. Yeah, mine's nothing crazy either. Go all first. Right. So as you know, you know, I talked about last night down the North Shore. Uh, Nicole's friends were out and about. I was like, all right, you know, I'll take you down there, DD. You know, I had nothing else to do. I was gonna come home, probably go to sleep, watch some Law and Order or something. You know, I'm getting old. That's what happens. But uh, it was uh, this one girl's 21st birthday. Her family's with her. We go into Tequila Cowboy, and her dad's there. And this, he's probably ballparking late 50s, closing it on 60. Doesn't have his ID on him. Left it in the car. They're giving him guff trying to cart him. <laughs> and I'm, you know, I'm standing there, and I'm just like. I'm starting to give some guff, you know, to the security and the bouncers. I'm like, I was like, why do you need to see this guy's ID? I was like, is he Benjamin Button or something? Like, what are you, what are you, what are you? What are you? And I'm like, I'm starting to get a little chirping because I'm pretty, you know, I'm not gonna lie, I'm pretty bored. You know, I'm, you know, just hanging out. I'm trying to watch, trying to find a TV so I can watch the football games, you know, catch the ending of those. And these, you know, it took five minutes for them to let him in. And I'm like, yeah, you have bigger fish to fry, like underage college kids using fake IDs. Like, yeah. well, you think a sixty-year-old man's going to come in with a fake ID? Like, what purpose does that serve? So, yeah. if you want to be a hardo like that, jag of the week, get out of here. Get out of here. Okay, mine's not too crazy. I didn't really expect to walk into the scenario, but um, usually on the way when I'm driving to Cranberry, there is a certain sheets I stop in. And, you know, I, I use the bathroom, I use the facilities there and whatnot. I walk into this particular one, and this dude took his shirt off to use the urinal. So he, he popped the top. I don't know why. I didn't think it was – yeah. So I don't know why you need to go shirtless for that, but <laughs> that's my jack of the week. I don't know if he spilled something. I'll give him the benefit of the doubt, but he had it. He took it off, put it over his shoulder, and, went. yeah, went to go. So. That's my jag of the week. Maybe he has VP or something. 
you, you, you guys have VP. You ever have VP? Like no. early in the morning you, and your streams no. in a V? You know, <laughs> you know what I'm talking about. Your shirt off is just absurd. Like, yeah, there's things that, listen, there's few things that will startle a man more than, you know, walking in the bathroom and that a urinal. One thing that I've encountered, and this has been at sporting events, just random places. You know, there's guys at the urinal, and their pants as adults are on the ground, and they're like, or like the you, guy, don't yeah. walk, you don't want to walk in the just see a full moon looking at you. Like, or just look at the feet. Oh, we don't need your peepers through the crack of the door. Just like take that glance under, you know, stall peepers too. I'm, I'm throwing uh, that in there. Just speaking of all, the guys who get like buck ass naked in public to take a poop, <laughs> those guys, and you'll see like their clothes on the ground. You're like, bud, let's reevaluate this. Something just went down in there. Like, did like did you order fifty dollars worth of Taco Bell and you're just you're in yeah. the is that what I don't know if he did one like splatter or like you know like thank FMJ god. or something. Thank God that uh, fifty dollar order wasn't like a yeah pay for the car behind me pay it forward oh. or whatever. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm I'm just just drive off and be like, yeah, I'll pay for the one behind me. They're like, oh, it's fifty bucks. I'll be like, yeah, never mind. So you just, you just pull out after that. But yeah, if you're if you're stripping down in a public restroom to go to the bathroom, something. Something is not right between That's the That's why I didn't want to make this guy the jag. He could have had a stain. You know, it could have just been guys being dudes. He had a rough day and just wanted to <laughs> pop. You know, like, you know I'm gonna give him, I, didn't, I didn't want to do it, but I had to do it. Total That's dude. It. I like it. Maybe he was in the men's room. He just, he's like, yeah, all bros here. I couldn't do this outside. Just, you know, whip it off. Yeah. I don't know. Guys being dudes. Yeah. I, yeah. It's still a jag. Yeah. That, <laughs> yeah. Move. If you're stripping in a public restroom, let alone a gas station bathroom, cheat specifically, cheat specifically <laughs> something something is wrong in your life. I'm not going to judge you on that because something has got to be off where you feel the need to do that. And it's not like you're in a stall. You know, people can just walk right in and what you're you're giving them a show. Like yeah. that's yeah. either just arrogance or stupidity, and it's probably a combination. Or confidence. Of I don't pay know. them. Did you throw out, slide them a few singles? No, my eyes were straightforward, okay. you know. That's fair. I, it's like whenever you're <laughs> 10 years old and you're walking by Victoria's Secret, eyes yeah. straightforward, yeah. You're, you're not moving the head at all. No, yeah. No. See, and then there's like the complete opposite where like, you know, this is another time down the North Shore. You know, this guy's in the bathroom. It's late at night. You know, the attendant's in there or whatever. Dude's so drunk, he thought he pulled his, you know, pulled his pants down and go to the bathroom. Just went right in his pants. And he's like, and he just looks up. He's like, Oh shit! And the, the <laughs> attendant's just losing it. He is losing it. Like he he knows he's not getting a tip from this guy. Yeah. So the dude just you know he goes right in his drawers and he's heading right back out there to get another round. That yeah. is just you know that's just a tough look for anybody at the end of the day. You you can't be doing that. No, you can't. Yeah. All right, those are our jags. Um, last thing, just former. Pittsburgh athlete. Anyone have one? I do. All right, go ahead. Dan, lead it off. Lead it off. I'll go with uh, 2006 forward. He was a staple on that 2006 team. LaVon Kendall. Oh. Okay. Okay. Pit, pit basketball. I was yeah. worried. I was worried you were going Penguins. No, no, no. no. Going with face-off specialist. Eric Christensen. Oh, he was he was deadly on the uh, shootout yeah. too. He was like for, uh-huh. for the pens. He was like four for five. He was nasty. Nice. Left off. Yeah. Left off. 
Was, uh, that was a deep, deep cut for me this like week. I okay, should I go hockey or baseball? Mm. I'll let you guys vote. I mean, if you can up beat, uh, you know, up by the Eric Christensen, I say go hockey. But if you don't, you know, if you're not confident, stick to baseball. Yeah, uh, I'm not confident. I'll say Mark Eaton. Mark Eaton. Just because he had like a weird long neck, kind of like Davis Mills. He was like the Davis Mills of hockey. Yeah. Yeah. That might be. And Adam's apple was just so sharp. You could cut paper with that thing. That was like a paper. That was like an elementary paper cutter. You know, you slam that thing down. That's how sharp his Adam's apple was. Look, I'm gonna look it up. I need. To see if my memory correct is correct, do you think he could be Davis Mills' father? That guy's neck was so long, dude. Yeah. That's <laughs> insane. Put, put it on the screen. Look at this guy. Mm, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's like. Yeah, that's like Slender Man right there. <laughs> this that pictured into this is like Pittsburgh edition. Yeah. That's yeah. what we're seeing right there. Yeah. That's a that's a pencil neck if I've ever seen yeah. one. His he, his neck is such a pencil, his chin strap doesn't even go around it. Jeez. Look at that. <laughs> I got strap there, doesn't even go around it. It's there for show at that point. <laughs> Jeez. Jeez. That's funny. Jeez. Yeah. All right. That's it. So anything else from you guys before we sign off? No. Nope. As always, thanks for uh listening, subscribing, following, all that jazz. Yeah, don't up. don't sub don't sub to us if you're one of those uh bathroom people, by the way. We, no, don't, please, we don't want to. please sub to us. We'll have you uh, on the yeah. next episode if 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 yeah. we do we have someone that can defend themselves. Yeah. We that's what we need as a guest. Like if you if you want to openly admit to it. You know, hop on the pod. We we need to we need to pick your brain a little yeah, bit. Yeah, I think if you've ever been a jag of the week, you should have an open invite to come and defend yourself for being a jag. It's yeah, it's yeah. open. That's it's true. there. Get a hold of us. DMs are open. Yeah. All right. Well, episode twenty seven. Like, subscribe, share it with your grandma, share it with your grandpa, whatever you want to do. Share it with your first grade, second grade, third grade teacher. Uh that's episode twenty seven. See you guys next week. <laughs>